Hello, my name is Claire Inman. Welcome to Harbor Light Stories. We hope this podcast encourages your faith and brings people together. Enjoy. Hello, today I have Marcia Jacobs with me. It's so good to have you here. It's good to be here. <laughs> I think I'll just jump in and I'd like to ask you, when were you first introduced to Christ? When I was a child at five, I was baptized on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. in a Presbyterian church in Newark. Wow. And uh, my father worked two days days, two days swing, two days graveyard, two days off. So we went to church every seventh Sunday because my mother didn't drive. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But when I was in the eighth grade, I got a Bible for perfect attendance because they honored the fact that we came when we could. Wow. Yeah. So that was a blessing. Was there a moment when your faith became more personal to you? Yes, it was. um, In high school, I did enjoy the youth group, and we read, we had Bible studies and such, but it still wasn't personal until many years later when um, I was widowed, Mm -hmm. and I was struggling to um, get a job, and I was in school again, and I wanted to... um, just, you know, have more of God, and I knew that. Mm -hmm. And I was widowed five years, and I was dating, and suddenly I realized that dating wasn't turning out the way I expected. And so I I jumped out of the couch in the house I was in and and told him, I want to go home, and I'm going home, and I ran out and got in my car and ran into my apartment and threw myself on my bed in my room, and I said, God, this is not working, and I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pursue the world's way of finding happiness. I need more. I need more of you. Yeah. And suddenly I got filled with this warmth and this realization that Jesus was coming to dwell in my heart. I, he was yeah. filling me up with what I had been missing. I'd been searching for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And now I knew that it was only through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as my Savior and really surrendering and starting a different walk. Reading, And I got a hunger for reading my Bible. And I felt like I was changed 180 degrees overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I count that. That was in 1992. Mm-hmm. And so I was invited um, to an interview when I didn't get a, uh, into the credential program I felt in my heart like you can't teach about God in the public school, so I went looking for a private school. Yeah. And I found a Montessori Christian school where the owner was Pentecostal, and she started mentoring me, and I changed from the Catholic Church to a non-denominational church. Wow. So then, like whenever you were five years old and you were first introduced to Christ, and then whenever you were older and you were widowed... um, the years in between those two experiences, what was that like? Well, I was in youth group in high school, and um, sometimes I'd stand at my window and I'd talk to God through with looking at the moon and the stars, and I kept telling myself, you're more than what I can comprehend. You're more. You're more than what I can comprehend. There's mm-hmm. the stars, but you're beyond that. And so I said, someday... Send someone who will love me for who I am. Because I felt frustrated, you know, being a teenager and not being understood sometimes at home. And you argue with your mom. And 
my dad was working hard and so my mom was the disciplinarian and and there were times when it was very difficult for us to have a good relationship mm -hmm. so i just said someday god Send me someone who will love me for who I am. Little did I know he had already sent Jesus, and that's who, yeah. he, who I was asking for. But I didn't recognize it at the time until many years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So then you ended up going to Bible college. Yes, I did, and that was a miraculous provision of God. When I was working at the Montessori Christian School, the owner had done a correspondence course with Rama Bible Training Center in Oklahoma. So I subscribed to the magazine. Yeah. And then I was watching, looking at the cover one uh, year, and it was the graduating class. And I had this little desire in my heart. And I said, oh, God, you know, I'd like to do something like that someday. Mm -hmm. But I'm still, you know, raising my girls and things and I'm working and I don't know how that would happen. So it was a desire in my heart, but I just left it there. Yeah. So one day I do realized as the director that I was going to have to work through the summer and not get any vacation. Mm. So I sat in my room in my rocking chair and I said, God, okay, I won't get a vacation this year. Can you please let me have four weeks next summer? Mm-hmm. I would like to take a train trip, Amtrak, across the United States to Washington, D.C. and see the Smithsonian and the Capitol. <laughs> and then I said, oh, my gosh, that'll, I'll need about $2,000. And what rose up in my spirit was, yep, that's about as much as a year of Bible school. Mm -hmm. And I literally looked around and thought, where did that come from? I'm not talking about Bible school. I'm talking about a vacation. <laughs> but I could not get away from that thought. Mm -hmm. So I started speaking to my friends, and they said they could see me doing that. So I got an application, and I was in the process of doing it, and I told the owner of the school, I'm thinking of going to Rama Bible Training Center. And she said, oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And you know, I'll pay your first year's tuition. Wow. So that really encouraged me. So then uh -huh. I really thought, I'm going to do this. And it was a whole year because I was talking to her and in January, and, and it was going to be that I would give my notice, you know, six months later. Mm -hmm. But a few weeks later, when I still hadn't finished my testimony to send with the application, she said, you know, when I was getting ready to write the check for one year's tuition, Holy Spirit told me to write it for the full two years. Wow. And then I cried. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that was totally God's provision. And I said, okay, I better hurry up and get the application done. They won't know who you're blessing. <laughs> and I did. I left in August and went to Rama Bible Training Center. And it was an incredible two years of feeling like I was in a cocoon. Mm -hmm. And I volunteered in prison ministry. And later on, uh, God opened the door for me to go to Oral Roberts Seminary for three years. Wow. So he really had a bigger plan than I could imagine or think. Yeah. It was amazing. Just amazing. What are some other ways you've seen God's provision and faithfulness in your life? Oh, my. Well, when I left to go to Rama, I was trying to give away a lot of my things, but mm -hmm. um, people just took little mementos. So I had a lot of furniture, and I saved enough for a one-bedroom apartment, put it in storage with beacons, and six months, six weeks later, um, my car died. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wasn't taking a car, and I flew, and I paid beacons to bring furniture for a one-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. But when I arrived, I realized that wasn't feasible. I was going to just rent a room. Mm -hmm. And here the beacons truck was coming with all this stuff. Yeah. 
and I was going to write them a check for fifteen hundred dollars. I had already paid them a thousand. So I had to ask God to change my heart and help me give away that stuff because I found a room in a beautiful home five miles away with a second year Rama student, and I didn't need a car, so it seemed like that was God's provision. And so that's what happened. In five weeks, I blessed five different families with all of my furniture, my kitchenware. I gave away everything that wasn't in my bedroom in that home. And I had peace about it. Yeah. That was God giving me the peace to know that I didn't need to put things in storage and pay for storage when that wasn't his, his plan. Mm-hmm. So really that cool. was one big way. Yeah. And going on to um, graduate with a degree, getting a 3.8 when I was 62 years old studying Hebrew, that was very hard. My <laughs> brain hurt. But it was amazing that God was with me the whole time. Holy Spirit helped me write papers. Other younger students helped me conquer the fear of the mm-hmm. computer <laughs> and saving my stuff. They saw me in the library till midnight, and they're like, don't you know that you can put it on a on a a thing to save it and you can come back and pick up where you left off and I didn't know that yeah so I had a lot of help yeah it was amazing graduating and going on to clinical pastoral education in a hospital wow working as a chaplain to um, women in the women's um, center where there was they were birthing birthing children they were Sometimes there were stillborn children, and I had to minister to the families. I found Mm -hmm. that God gave me the grace to sit with people who were facing eternity Mm -hmm. and to um, help their families move through the grief. Mm -hmm. So that's a grace. Not everyone can do that, but God gave me the grace to do that. So I I was finished up as a chaplain. Do you have any stories from your time as a chaplain? Yes, I... um, I saw many things that were um, difficult, and yet we processed those through uh, meetings and times of sharing, and many of the people in my small group of six that were going through the program at the same time, Mm -hmm. they had also graduated ORU, so we knew uh, we had the Spirit of God helping us and Holy Spirit to be with us. Um, It was just an amazing time. Mm-hmm. of knowing that um, God brings some babies into the world and they don't live very long, but that's mm-hmm. his His way, and we don't understand everything and we won't have all the questions yeah. answered till we get to heaven. It's about trusting that he knows best and he has his reasons that we can't all always understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then how did you end up at Harbor Light? Well, when I moved back to California in 2010, I knew that um, I was living with my daughter for a while in in Mm -hmm. Los Gatos, so I attended a church there, did Stephen's ministry, and volunteered in a hospice, and um, enjoyed that time with my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. But then my mother needed me. Yeah. Uh, She was widowed, and she was starting to fall a lot, so I decided that my family asked me, and I said, yes, it would be good to go live with mom. And that's in the home that she had been in for 50 years. Mm-hmm. So it was the home that I moved into as a junior in high school. <laughs> and again, I didn't need my stuff that I left behind in Oklahoma yeah. because I moved into a furnished house and a furnished room. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I went there. Uh, in the beginning, I was able to volunteer a lot and work, and I became a substitute teacher with uh, Fremont Christian. Yeah, I remember seeing you. <laughs> yeah, and um, I had heard of Harbor Light through a professor at Oral Roberts. Oh, wow. He would come visit family in Walnut Creek, and when I was moving back to California and the Bay Area, he said, you should check out Harbor Light. And so I did. When I came to uh, on the weekends to visit Mom before I moved in with her, I would come to church at Harbor Light. So finally, when we I moved with her, I said, Harbor Light's the church we're going to go to, Mom. And I st- <laughs> and invited her, and she started attending as well. So that's been a big blessing to be able to share my walk and my faith with her mm-hmm. to help her grow in her understanding of who God is and his ways and navigate those later years you know now she's mm-hmm. 90 yeah and she had a stroke in 2015 and I was right there when it happened mm-hmm. so that she was able to um all she could say was the name of Jesus <laughs> and my second phone call after 911 was to Harbor Light <laughs> I said pray mom's having a stroke pray we're going to Kaiser Fremont and you know so um Pastor Dave showed up and stayed for the three hours. Mm-hmm. It was precious because it was 4.15 on a Wednesday. And um, she got the clot-busting shot. Yeah. And the doctors were amazed. And she said, nope, it's Jesus. <laughs> she was such a witness in that uh, three days that she was in the hospital. It was amazing. They would walk by and they'd say, oh, we've got to come see this lady. She's a miracle. <laughs> and she would always tell everybody, it's, it's God. It's Jesus. Yeah. You know, she always believed that she would recover, and she did. She recovered almost fully. They did not reinstitute her driver's license, so that was hard. But other than that, physically and mentally, she was really uh, pretty fully recovered. Wow. Yeah. So then what do you feel like God's doing in your life right now? Well, right now I am in a kind of a holding pattern in some ways because I – I desire to do a lot more ministry, but my ministry is at home. Mm-hmm. And it's my sister and her husband moved in. They are Christians. They do believe in Jesus, but they don't attend church. So that's also a, a witness to them that I can find opportunity to share with them sometimes things that are going on that they're struggling with and bring mm-hmm. God into the picture. And then I really enjoy um, getting back to working at Fremont Christian. Mm-hmm. When I substituted for those four years, it was a wonderful, wonderful way of being able to share my faith. Yeah. And sometimes I actually put on a chaplain's hat. There was one second grade class I was in one day, and someone, one of the students was crying, and I called him up, and he said that his grandpa had just passed away, mm-hmm. and he had not been in, 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 in class for a week, and it was hard for him because he was a child and all the adults were having their grief. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to comfort him. Yeah. And then when someone else in the class saw me comforting him, a little girl came up and she said, can I talk to you? And, and she had also had a grandparent pass yeah. within the last two weeks and was her, her heart was hurting. Yeah. So that was an amazing morning mm-hmm. to be able to comfort them in that way. Yeah, yeah, and to realize that there was a, it's always a ministry 24-7. Just pay attention, you know, watch mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. So now I really enjoy watching 
you and and the people that were in school then graduate mm-hmm. and grow. And I think when I think of advice that I can give to the younger generation, it would be hold on no matter what. You never, never, never give up because mm-hmm. God is always at work all around us. And sometimes the circumstances that we go through, the trials that we want him to change, mm-hmm. He's using those to try to change us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm learning now <laughs> in my time at home. And when I would love to be out there doing street chaplaincy, I did that for a while, and volunteering at the VA where I listened to the people's stories and encouraged them in their, in their walk. God has a, a season for everything, and he doesn't mm-hmm. waste any of our experiences. Yeah. He doesn't waste any of them, so he's using them all. And one thing that I heard, a quote that I heard in um, chaplaincy training, uh, the name lady's name was Claudette Copeland, and it's called Inverse Capacity. Okay. And it's about the things that you experience and the grief and the, and the hardships and the adversities are carving a deeper well inside of us and then out of which will flow the living waters for ministry to others. Mm-hmm. Because God isn't wasting any of our experiences. Yeah. So you just stop and watch and say, okay, God, let me learn from this. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll trust you in this season. I'll obey. I'll be patient and let the fruits of the Spirit do their work and show people your love. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he gives us divine appointments in the grocery store and at Kaiser and Trader Joe's. I had church in Trader Joe's one day. It was amazing. <laughs> Lady was crying, and it turned out her husband had just had an amputation. Ouch. And she was shopping. Mm-hmm. And so I said, can I pray for you? And I did. And when we finished praying, there were two more shopping carts and four more people wow. that were joining us in prayer. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. It was amazing. They just kind of gathered around because we were praying. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were saying how um, God uses the like trials that we're going through. Are there any trials that you've gone through that you feel like God has used later on? Oh, yes. When I gave away all of my stuff, that was kind of hard. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. for us to give away our stuff. Yeah. However, I've come to realize that all of this where we are is temporary and it's preparing us for eternity. Yeah. So it takes a lot to maintain your stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm learning to let go. That's good. To let go and to try to just be in the now mm-hmm. and pay attention to what God wants to use today in the now because you can't change the past. Mm-hmm. You're not able to see clearly all the future but he does give you enough light to take the next step yeah when you ask him he answers in different ways you just have to be quiet enough to listen mm-hmm. and i do have physical health challenges yeah i don't have all my body par- original body parts <laughs> <laughs> i've had a double breast mastectomy i have had three na- knee replacements because one of them <laughs> had to be redone And he met me in that second replacement of the same knee. I had an overtime in the 
prep of in the operating prep area because the surgeon got delayed in something else. Mm-hmm. And so I was singing and the nurses were coming in and singing with me. And then the anesthesiologist spent 45 minutes and told me about his chaplaincy in the army. Oh, cool. And so I encouraged him. And so there was ministry going on in that delay. Mm-hmm. God used that delay. It wasn't wasted time. Yeah. And when my surgery was over and I got home, the first time it had taken three weeks before I could flex to 90 degrees, that time when I got home and the first visit in five days from the physical therapist, I flexed 90 degrees. <laughs> it was like a supernatural quick healing, and that was my mm-hmm. prayer. I had asked God if I had to have the redo, and I didn't want it, and I delayed for three months, mm-hmm. then I asked for a supernatural recovery, and he answered that. Yeah, that's great. It was amazing. So he's always always on the job mm-hmm. and he's never early and never late he's just on time it's we <laughs> that have to adjust our thinking <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what i feel yeah it seems yeah. like god's given you like a lot of divine appointments mm-hmm. like the people in trader joe's and then mm-hmm. the the yeah. surgeons and everything yep you just have to pay attention and allow your yourself to be um flexible mm-hmm. so that you might have this to-do list and sometimes I'm trying to rush out of Kaiser, and if I see something going on, I stop and I ask, and then it's an invitation to join that person in in answering a prayer by praying with them mm-hmm. and uh, encouraging them. Yeah, yeah. Are you still in an official chaplain role right now? Well, I I don't. I have five volunteer badges, and I'm not using any of them at the mm-hmm. moment. So my time is more at home. Yeah. There is a caregiver on Mondays and Tuesdays from 8.30 to 1. Mm-hmm. And so that's my time to get out and, and do things and shop. And yeah. and I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I have divine appointments at the gym. Yeah, I was totally aware most recently that a man and I in the jacuzzi were talking and sharing about our church and mm-hmm. our um, walk with God. But there was another man that was reading but he didn't turn his page the whole time, <laughs> the 10 minutes that we were talking. I was very aware that he was listening to the testimony mm-hmm. that we were giving. So seeds were being planted yeah. indirectly. And I praised God and prayed for that man all the way home then that those seeds that were planted would be watered by other people. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't turn around and, and join us. Yeah. However, I know he was listening and hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So God does that. You just have to be humble in spirit and bold in the truth to be able to respond when you feel an unction. Sometimes I've driven by and said, oh, God, send somebody to talk to that person. And he and Holy Spirit will say, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally make a U-turn and go find parking and go buy a hamburger and talk to a homeless people. And, you know, mm-hmm. God, yeah. I mean, there's so much out there that you can do. Mm-hmm. Just be sensitive to stop and allow yourself to be interrupted and mm-hmm. and you have no fear you just know that if god's showing you something he wants something he wants to bless that person so yeah you have something to give mm-hmm. yeah yeah even though you're not in an official chaplain role mm-hmm. you're still being a chaplain to people right. just right. everywhere you go I, I feel that we represent god yeah you know with our faith and in our walk he, he has deposits in us that he wants us to share. It's not for us to just hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Amen. Yeah. I, I I do have 
a favorite, a couple of favorite life scriptures. Okay. And um, when I was needing faith and hope about whether or not to have surgery, he gave mm -hmm. me a Psalm 107, 19 and 20, which it says that he meets us where we're at and he will deliver us from our uh, trials and our infirmities mm -hmm. and our healing will come quickly. Yeah. And then uh, Psalm 8411, I just happenstanced on that one, and it's amazing. <laughs> God is our sun and our shield, and he will give us present favor and future glory for those whose walk is upright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just hold on to those that, you know, too much of the world is in situational ethics, mm -hmm. and they justify um, apathy or not getting involved yeah, or just doing just enough, not all that they know they could do, but they're afraid or they're lackadaisical or too busy. Mm -hmm. And it's not in the doing that pleases God. It's in the being. Mm -hmm. I'm learning to just be and just listen and to slow down yeah, so that I don't jump in before I ask, is this really you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Because the enemy would like to come in through the back door and as Christians keep us very busy. Mm -hmm. And then we do miss and we do too much. That isn't what God would have us do. We have to really pay attention to what our assignment is and use our giftings mm -hmm. to bring him glory. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming in today, Marsha. Oh, thank you. It was good talking to you. It was good talking to yeah. you. God bless you. You too. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about our church, you can check out our website at harborlight.com.